Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. I'm really thankful that you guys have joined me today and you have taken your time to hang out with me at my little corner of the internet. Today, I've got kind of a heavy topic I want to talk to you about. We've got some great guests coming up and some really exciting features happening here at the podcast, but I am increasingly concerned about the culture that we are we are raising our children in. And so today, we're going to talk a little bit about the culture shock and what you can do in the fight for faith and family in a new era. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So, wow, you guys, I'm going to be headed to Mobile, Alabama here in just a couple of days. Hope you guys will come out and join me for Teach Them Diligently in Mobile. That starts on the 6th and runs through the 8th. These are incredible times, and it's very, very important, I think, more than ever. If you have an opportunity to come out to uh, engage in what's happening, to encourage the people that are putting these uh, events on, it's very, very important that we do that. And so I'm going to encourage you, if you're anywhere in the area, come on out to Teach Them Diligently in Mobile. You guys will be really, really glad that you did. After that, I'm going to be coming to Florida to the FPEA convention. I've got a whole bunch of things going on in those middle two weeks, not the least of which is my daughter Summer's graduation from our homeschool. You guys, that's my number five. My number five is graduating from our homeschool. We're really excited for her and just to see where God takes her in her life. This is a a really challenging season for a lot of moms, I think, especially homeschool moms. As we look at our kids, you know, taking off on their own and going out there and doing what God's asked them to do. And just, we're just trying to encourage them, right? In any way that we can. And we want to encourage you also here at the show. It's been on my heart for a while to talk to you a little bit about the culture. I do a presentation around the United States called Culture Shock, the fight for faith and family in a new age. And I'm going to do just a a teeny bit of what I do out on the road for you here, because I know a lot of you don't get to come out on the road. And the bottom line is this. Here's my strong belief. We have all but lost the battle for America to the left. We've lost it to the Democrats. California, of course, leading the descent into darkness for the children there. But this is also happening in all 50 of the states. And I guess my concern is I continue to hear from you And you're telling me, oh, no, this isn't happening in my neck of the woods. This isn't happening in Tennessee. We don't see this in our little town in South Carolina. And I'm here to tell you guys right now, it is there. And unless you stand against it, unless you begin to say no more, not on my watch, not going to happen, they will continue to encroach further and further upon your rights and upon your liberties. And what they've done basically is they have targeted our children. This is where it it starts. So children are being targeted in the public school system. They're being targeted for indoctrination by cultural Marxists who are basically focused on the sexual and societal indoctrination of children. This is their entire goal, right? Um, This is why you, you can't see these conversations take place in any kind of a normal tone anymore. So here's a great example of how upside down and wonky this is. Bruce Jenner, who now goes by the name of Caitlin, wants to run for the governor of California. And I am increasingly amazed at how people are normalizing the fact that this man is mentally ill. He thinks that he is a woman. And so they saw him in a parking lot the other day. They said, hey, we really want to get your opinion. No, since you're running for governor, we want to get your opinion on transgender sports. And Jenner said, that he thinks it's an issue of fairness. He said, of course, you do not want biological trans boys, 
biological boys who are trans competing against girls. Why? Because even Jenner knows on some level this is wrong. Well, then, you know, people are applauding him. I saw conservative Christians applauding him. And I just want to say, Mr. Jenner, are you going to give back your Woman of the Year award that you won? Where was the fairness in that? You took that award, and except for you're not a woman. And when you are a woman and you can experience all the emotions and biological, physiological things that come along with being a woman, and you can actually be an actual woman, which you will never be because you are, wait for it, a man, we can have the conversation. But this is a person talking out of both sides of their mouth. And this is what we're living with in the culture right now. And we are living with cultural Marxism. I want you guys to become very familiar with these terms. People ask me all the time, what do you mean when you say cultural Marxism? Well, here's what I mean. Cultural Marxism is a leftist idea. The leftists think that they're revolutionaries, right? So they will they would say this is an amazing, super woke, revolutionary idea that traditional culture is the source of oppression in the modern world. So cultural Marxism is linked oftentimes to an insistence upon political correctness, multiculturalism, perpetual attacks on the foundations of our culture, the nuclear family, marriage, patriotism, traditional morality, law and order. Cultural Marxists are assumed to be committed to establishing economic Marxism, in which case their cultural attacks are a necessary preparation for the ultimate goal. So how do they begin? Well, the first thing they've done, and they've been very successful at it, is to destabilize the United States through the education system. So we have all these these young people around us. And when I say young, um, we're talking about people even in their 30s now who do not understand the history of our nation and believe that we are systemically racist, which we'll get to in just a minute. And you guys, the stakes are higher than you may have been led to believe. And before I take this any farther, I want to remind you that the root of this problem is spiritual in nature. This is why the church must engage. We must engage. All these churches who are sitting this thing out and will not step onto the battlefield because they, oh, we just don't do that. That's political. You are foolish, foolish to ignore what is happening all around you. You guys have been watching the riots in Portland and Seattle. Who are these people? I'll tell you who they are. They are products of our public education system. And we got to start engaging in what's happening. The Bible teaches us in Luke 640 that when a student is fully trained, he will be like his teacher. And so there's a reason that cultural Marxists are targeting our children. They understand what we must understand ourselves. Education is not neutral. It never has been and it never will be. Education is not neutral. We are engaged in a spiritual war. The Bible teaches us in Ephesians chapter six as finally, my brother, this is the apostle Paul trying to encourage the church at Ephesus who are being attacked from within, attacked from without. And he's encouraging them by saying, you guys, you need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? So that you might be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. This is the spirit of the age that we were talking about last week against spiritual forces of of evil or wickedness in heavenly places. And this is absolutely true in our culture right now. I spoke about this last year and I'm going to continue to say it. You know, California last year implemented the most extreme sex ed curriculum in the history of our nation. It was progressive in terms of sex and gender. And this was, this has now been, this is the law not only in California now, but also in Oregon and Washington and many other places. And they are going to force this on your children 
regardless, in most cases, of parental knowledge or even consent. You need to understand who's behind this. Progressive groups, including Planned Parenthood, have collaborated on a lot of these bills, and they've highlighted them to woke universities and woke parental rights groups all over the state. And these pieces of legislation, these this education legislation that keeps coming to mandate these things in our schools, they require parents to become involved, understand that they are teaching these things to your children starting in kindergarten. They're starting with your children early, as early as kindergarten. I read an article, and I'll, I'll try to link back to it in the show notes today, that said that there was a California parent, this was last year, remember, his name was John Andrews in the Marietta School District. He said that schools in his district were using, quote, positive prevention plus sex ed curriculum, which is a curriculum that contains explicit photos and drawings of sexual activity. You guys might want to cover the ears of your children, and a lot of you are listening with your kids. This is your five-second warning. You can turn it off and come back later. This is his quote. They talk about anal and oral sex as an alternative to regular sex because you can't get pregnant, Andrew said in a June video. The video generated no local or national media coverage until a tipster alerted the Daily Caller News Foundation. Parents say, well, I can opt out. In most cases, you cannot opt out. In California, the bill prohibits parents from opting their children out of materials that discuss gender, gender identity, gender expression, and sexual orientation. The law also prohibits abstinence-only education, because we can't have that, and prohibits any discussion of religious doctrine according to an ACLU handout. So we're teaching our children about consent. I want you guys to understand the culture war here. Why are we teaching our children about consent? Well, let's go back. In September of last year, Governor Newsom, who I hope is on his way out, he's about, that dude's about to be recalled. That'll be an exciting day. He signed a bill into law that would give judges greater discretion to decide whether adults who commit sodomy with minors should be placed on California's sex offender registry. Do you guys hear that? Do you understand? The bill, which passed the the Democrat-led legislature, created a firestorm as proponents said its main purpose would end discrimination against LGBT students who have anal and oral sex with minors and who claim to be consenting to this activity. So a minor now, how can they say this? Because we have taught them consent and they understand what they're doing. Do you guys see how disgusting this is? State Senator Scott Weiner, who introduced the legislation, said in a statement on social media that the new law would put an end to, quote, blatant discrimination against young LGBT people engaged in consensual activity. Wow. He went on to say the law ends discrimination by, quote, treating LGBT people the same exact way that a straight young people have been treated since 1944. And then he said, today, California took another step toward an equitable society. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I want you guys to understand there's a massive difference between equity and equality. The United States Constitution recognizes equality. We are all created equal. 
Equity, which is another buzzword now, a favorite term of the Democrats, the progressive left, the cultural Marxist, equity says, we're going to take what you have and give it to somebody else. And therefore, we're going to level the playing field because we're, we're looking for equal outcome, not equal opportunity. And so therefore, everyone suffers. And this is what they want. There's a researcher named Jane Robbins, and she said in a statement to Breitbart News, quote, the left wants to sexualize children, period, and to remove penalties for adult predators. If Mr. Weiner were concerned about children, he would push to restore penalties on straight adult predators who prey on minors. And instead, he extended the leniency to gay adult predators. This is exactly what's happening in the, in the culture right now. This is why I called it culture shock. Most of the parents that I talk to are absolutely, and at this point you have to be willfully ignorant. They actually don't want to know what's going on. And so when it finally hits home and you realize my child has either been sexually assaulted or my child has been molested or my child has been brainwashed, which is an even greater issue right now, it's too late. The San Diego mayor at the time, Kevin Falconer, I'm not sure if he's still the mayor, but he got on Twitter after Newsom signed this bill into law and said, as a parent, I'm appalled. That our governor signed in the law, uh, signed a law maintaining a 24-year-old can have sex with a 14-year-old and it will not be considered predatory. Why? Because we've taught our children consent. And this is what they're hiding behind. They're hiding behind these, this terminology and we must not allow this to happen. We must not allow it to happen. I wish that you guys were sitting in the studio with me right now because I would show you examples of this curriculum that's in, that's in our schools and it is absolutely devastating. It's devastating for a hundred different reasons. And I am urging you guys to get involved because this is coming to, this is coming right now to your little, little children in the public school system. There's an absolutely excellent article uh, written by Claire Lopez in July of last year called Marxism in the Classroom, Riots in the Streets. I'm going to quote to you from just a little bit of it. The explosion of lawless rioting on American streets was only a matter of time. 62 years ago, former FBI agent Cleon Skowskin wrote The Naked Communist to warn Americans about how communists plan to destroy our system from within, not by means of sudden revolution as envisioned by Karl Marx, but through a version of Italian communist Antonio Gramsci's cultural Marxism. With a nod to the Chinese Communist Party and to the People's Liberation Army, it has been a, quote, long march through the institutions that has brought us to the brink of catastrophe, and much of it began in our schools. Chapter 13 of Skousen's book lists 45 goals of communism in America. Number 17 reads, get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Hey, hey, let's look at uh, Virginia right now. Soften the curriculum. Get control of the teachers' associations. Put the party line in textbooks. And so they did. While American parents were busy working to sustain their families and achieve a piece of the American dream, their children were at school with teachers and textbooks that taught them to hate America and hate the Judeo-Christian foundations of our national identity and the remarkable individuals who built this country on the principles of the Declaration of Independence, our Constitution, the Federalist Papers, and more. Parents, we must teach our children what wisdom looks like. We must teach our children to understand what wisdom looks like. God is not not silent on these issues. And because God is not silent, we should not be silent either. He said, let the little children come to me. The Bible teaches over and over again that God values children from the unborn. 
he values them. And we must do that too. I keep hearing people talk about, you know, uh, social justice. This is garbage, you guys. When anytime you have to put a word in, in front of justice, something's wrong. Micah 6, 8 tells us that he's already shown us, oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of us to love justice and mercy and to walk humbly with the Lord. But we must love people God's way, not man's way. Do you know that when we begin to walk humbly with the Lord and we begin to say, Lord, open our eyes, help us to make wise and good and charitable decisions, justice is the end result. Justice is always the end result whenever we we include God in it. God is a God of justice. But Black Lives Matter, which, by the way, is a terrorist organization, Black Lives Matter Incorporated, I I like to call them burn, loot, and murder. They are a Marxist organization. The founder of it said, we are trained Marxist parents need to wake up. I've been talking to you guys about this for a long time. Social emotional learning, the latest flawed project of the Democrats and progressive education engineers needs to be taken out of our schools. Not only is it a major danger to academic achievement, health and privacy, but also even to the autonomy of students as they're basically grouped now into systems of labeling. So we're, they're going to they're gonna label and divide your children. One Connecticut parent noted about SEL, it's as if the school is teaching what I'm supposed to teach, what makes a good person, what is worth learning about, and I'm teaching what they're supposed to teach, math, language, and writing. Luke 640, when a student is fully trained, he will be like his teacher. Critical race theory falls right into this. This is a modern approach to social change developed from the broader critical theory. We talked about this last week, which developed out of Marxism. Critical race theory approaches issues such as justice, racism, inequality, and other items with a specific intent of reforming and reshaping society. In practice, this is applied almost exclusively to the United States. Critical race theory is grounded in several key assumptions. Among them are the following. One, American government, law, culture, and society are inherently and inescapably racist. Two, everyone, even those without racist views, perpetuates racism by supporting these structures. You guys heard me answer a question on Monday from a a, a listener who said, don't you think you're a racist? No, I don't think I'm a racist. Am I a sinner? Yes. Is my sin racism? No. This is the cultural Marxist talking. This is the person who says everyone's a racist. You can't help it. Three, the personal perception of the oppressed, their quote narrative, outweighs the actions and intents of others. They believe that oppressed groups will never overcome disadvantages until the racist structure around them is replaced. In short, you guys, critical race theory presupposes that everything about American society is thoroughly racist and that minority groups will never be equal until American society is entirely reformed. It's often posed as a solution to white supremacy and white nationalism, but check it out, you guys. In practice, what it essentially does is none of these things. All it does is invert the oppressed and the oppressor groups. This is is crazy. From a political standpoint, critical race theory closely aligns with concepts such as communism, Marxism, nationalism, progressivism, intersectionality, 
and the modern version of social justice. And you guys, the Bible neither commands nor forbids Christians regarding specific political parties or philosophies. However, we are obligated to think critically and biblically about everything that comes at us. We need to start filtering these things through the lens of scripture. And critical race theory is deeply rooted in worldviews that are entirely incompatible with scripture. I've called it the cult of wokeness. You guys, critical race theory is racist. Before you think about putting your kids back into school in the fall, consider this. Your children will not thrive in a system that teaches them the antithesis of what God says is true and right. Children need their parents even more than they need their pastors. So parent your children, you guys. Don't blindly drop them off to be educated by others. This is straight out of Deuteronomy chapter 6. This is what we are called to do. Disciple your children. Be committed to truth. We want to vote from a position of knowledge. Don't sit out elections. Be educated about what people are teaching your children in, in the schools, even if your kids are not utilizing the public schools. Use your voice, attend school board meetings, go to library board meetings, go on the offense. You hear something coming up, there is strength in numbers. Pastors and Christian influences need to use their voices on these issues. And then finally, we need to be committed to prayer. I believe that God can turn this around. This is what happened in 2016 when we prayed. And frankly, I've been thinking a lot about this and and praying and pondering over it. And I believe, and I know, I know this is true, that we needed this wake-up call. Had Donald Trump been reelected, I think the church would have just gone to sleep. We can't sleep anymore. There's no time to waste. So I hope you guys will share this podcast with your friends. Do study. If you haven't already picked it up, pick up uh, Vody Bauckham's brand new book, Fault Lines. I'm trying to get him on the show. I think you're going to be encouraged by it. There are many authors out there right now who are trying to expose this, and we need to be committed to truth. As Rod Dreher would say, we must not live by lies. I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. We've got some great guests coming up for you in the next couple of weeks. Don't forget, I have a brand new podcast called America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John. We're going to have some great guests on there and it's going to be a fiery conversation. We want to hear your conversation ideas and we want to have people who are living these things out on the show so we can talk about what it looks like from the position of an American citizen. Hope you guys have a great day. Don't forget to come back tomorrow. I'll see you right back here at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.